This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. What's going on? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson here from Studio B. Hope this Tuesday finds you well. Happy New Year to you and yours. Hope you had a great weekend celebrating uh, the end of 2016 and the beginning of 2017. As uh, the Saints concluded their season, as you all know, on Sunday. As Sean Kelly hosted the show yesterday, had a full recap from John DeShazer. Today we'll have a recap of Sean Payne's conference call that he had yesterday with the media. You can catch the full conference call on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app. I'm going to run through some of the highlights from it, some of the things that caught my attention about the 2016 season for the New Orleans Saints. And we'll also talk Pelicans on this Tuesday, a tough loss on the road for the Pelicans, but intriguing, at least I would say intriguing for the Pelicans as they fell to the defending champs last night, 90-82. to They dropped to 14-22. and Snapped their four-game winning streak. Cavaliers, though, Really good at home, 18 and two overall. They're now 26 and seven. Uh, Pelicans had a 10 point lead in the third at one point, but lost it rather quickly in the fourth quarter. LeBron James ended the uh, game on a 6-0 run by himself, and the Pelicans failed to score in the last two minutes and 56 seconds of the game, but still played pretty good defense, holding the Cavaliers to just 38 percent shooting from the field, 34 of 90, and they were just six of 31. Uh, from three-point range, and they forced uh, 15 points off of 13 Cavalier turnovers. Cavs had five players in double figures. It was really their bench that kind of propelled the Cavaliers last night, led by Channing Fry, who had 14. Their rookie, Kay Felder, had 12, and Richard Jefferson, a double-double, 12 points and 12 rebounds. Of course, LeBron led the way with 26 points. On the Pelican side, Anthony Davis and Buddy Heald led the way, 20 points for both of them. AD, 17 rebounds to go along with those 20 points, and Buddy Heald, Four of six from downtown. Um, you're starting to see Buddy Hill come along, which is a great sign uh, as he struggled a little bit in the beginning of the season. So nice to see Buddy step up. And Drew Holiday, 11 points and 13 assists in the loss. But the Pelicans did not shoot well, 36%. I think they shot better from three than they did from two last night. 42% from downtown, 11 of 26. And they turned the ball over 13 times. So it is Tuesday, which means we'll get a Pelicans perspective from Jim Eikenhofer at Pelicans.com. We'll talk about last night's game Look ahead to uh, now nine straight games against the Eastern Conference. I believe Sean Kelly had a stat last night. I believe we're the first team in almost 30 years to play 11 straight games against the Eastern Conference. Um, so the Pelicans are 8-4 against the East this year. They play the Hawks on Thursday night at home and then begin a five-game road trip in Boston on Saturday. So we'll uh, hear from head coach Sean Payne next, and then we'll uh, hear from Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com. Stay with us. This is the Black and Blue Report. Win the night for the entire family with a Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an encore free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is Friday, January 20th against the Brooklyn Nets. For more information and to plan your next winning night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. 
Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackey, Seven War Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. All right, as promised, time to highlight head coach Sean Payton's conference call yesterday with the media. And uh, he talked about a lot of things. It was about 18 minutes long, but we're going to kind of go over the gist of what he said. Let's first talk. Of course, the big thing was the rumors for second straight year, the rumors of Sean Payton coaching somewhere else. He uh, shut down those rumors yesterday on the conference call. You know, here's the thing. I was reading the comments the players made, and I was was real fired up because what they said, and the same thing our organization said is correct. We're not going to address rumors, reports, if we answer to those every time, uh, it would be it would be it'd be silly. And so I didn't answer it yesterday, and and I won't answer it on this conference call because I'm already read. I've read Larry's report, for instance, about Nikki and I meeting, which was completely false. Nikki and I, for the last 11 years, after every game, share the same locker room. We come in, we have a Gatorade, we talk. First thing I ask Nikki. Every game is, hey, was the cleaner catch, did he, did he hold on to it? Was that the right overturn? You go through every penalty. Then we go through, then we get a cheeseburger, and then we get on the, on the plane. But if I'm going to answer questions to a report like that that's inaccurate, then we only just feed or turn the, the, the rumor mill. So I, I won't, and, and, and that's just the way it is. And you know what? Uh, it's tough. He went even further on his coach's show last night on 870 WWL Radio. He spoke with Christian Garrick on his coach's show. Here's what he had to say about honoring his contract. Yeah, my plan is is definitely to be back here. And, shoot, I've got four more years on a contract here, and I plan on honoring that. So there you have it. Let's uh, move on to what he had to say about the rest of the season. For the third straight year, the Saints finished 7-9. and nine. Here's Payne on what the difference is between this team and those other two 7-9 teams. Clearly we're younger I think there's the right makeup in regards to the type of players we're looking for in the locker room. Um, just going through a few notes. We played in the second most one-possession games this year. Being Detroit played in the first one-possession games. And we've got to be better in that area. We finished five and seven. In other words, games eight points or less. And, that, you know, that was, that was one thing we discussed is, Hey, we talked about a fast start. We weren't able to accomplish that. And we talked about our, you know, our margin for error in close games. And, and look, we can go back through specifically each game, but I, I think there's a certain amount of toughness and grit with this team. Uh, I think we obviously have to have a good off season with regards to the personnel. And, uh, and we've got to be better as coaches, especially when it comes to those games. And, and look, every weekend we're seeing it. One of the big question marks heading into this season was the Saints' offensive line and uh, their struggles and the concerns about how they would play in the 2016 season. Here's head coach Sean Payne on how the offensive line did this season. Well, look, I think there were there were a lot of positives from from the standpoint of oh, Jari coming in, you know, relatively not having an off season in, in training camp, uh, you know, Andrus playing a handful of spots. You know, I thought we settled in. in uh, I thought we ran the ball better than a year ago. I think that's that's something that clearly we'll see when we look at the cut-ups. 
And last but not least, uh, we'll talk about the rookie class, who uh, was a pretty great rookie class, if you ask me, with Michael Thomas setting some rookie records. You had Von Bell, Sheldon Rankins coming on nicely at the end. Here's head coach Sean Payne on this season's rookie class. They did a number of things well, and, and we'll have a chance over time to, to, to see how they measure up. But I, you just go one by one through them. You know, I think Mike Thomas uh, had, a, had a solid year and is competitive, wants to work hard, and certainly um, ready to play at this level. Vaughn Bell, uh, you know, we're going to have to see a little bit more consistency from him. And yet, he'll have plenty of opportunities to do that. Uh, on Yamada, David got a lot of snaps, played more snaps uh, last night because of uh, Sheldon's uh, ankle. And then uh, Lasko was someone who's going to need to stay healthy, and yet we've seen enough from him in practice and in preseason to where we feel like. And so we, there may not be the numbers there, but, but I am excited about uh, that group of players, and it's going to be important to continue to build and add more pieces. And of course, you can catch the full conference call again, as I mentioned, on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app. When we come back, we'll hear from Jim Mikenhofer of Pelicans.com. This is the Black and Blue Report. Global pop sensation, Ariana Grande. Live in concert, the Dangerous Woman Tour. Smoothie King Center, April 11th. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. The brand new album, Dangerous Woman, is available now. Here's more at arianagrande.com. Hey, New Orleans. The world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun. Starting Friday night, come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game. Then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star Practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit NBATickets.com now. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. It's a Tuesday tradition unlike any other. We're talking Pelicans on this Tuesday, of course, with Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. He's uh, back from his trip, quick trip to Cleveland, Ohio, and he joins us now on the telephone. Hello, Jim. Good to talk to you again, my friend. Good morning, Daniel. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, Jim. Uh, let's talk about last night's loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the Pelicans dropped to 4-12 and on the road, but um, 
I know you know this, but the Pelicans uh, have not done too well on the road this past season. I feel like a lot of these games have gotten out of the hand, but I was very intrigued by last night's loss to the to the Cavaliers. I know moral victories are not something this team uh, will take into consideration, but I thought it was ma- prior, uh, primarily missed opportunities for the Pelicans. What was what was your biggest takeaway from last night's game? Yeah, I think that was a, probably a pretty decent way to sum it up. It it, it was. It was a really compelling game from the standpoint of, I thought right from the first few minutes, you looked at it like, man, this this could be a win. But on the other hand, I thought, as I kind of tweeted a few times, I think, throughout the game, I thought the first half, Cleveland was so played so poorly and they looked so out of whack that um, I thought Pelicans should have had a bigger lead. And um, I think they actually ended up being down by one maybe at halftime. So it just it felt like a missed opportunity in the first half that they – could have taken a bigger lead and then obviously at the end of the game it was one of those things where you look back on it and you're like man this could have been a momentous win for for these guys um to be able to go into Cleveland and win so it was it was good and bad it was good from the standpoint of that you know obviously if you're competitive and you have a chance to win at Cleveland that's all you can ask for but it was also frustrating in that you were so close to being able to make it five wins in a row and really even though Kyrie Irving didn't play and J.R. Smith's out and, and so on and so forth. If you win at Cleveland, I think it's one of those games that where people will around the league take notice and say, hey, they these, they just won against the defending champs and have a still have a winning streak going. I got to feel like, though, this game, uh, Jim, just verifies that this team is turning a corner after four straight wins at home and in a pretty tough showing against the Cavs on uh, last night. I feel like this team's heading in the right direction, don't you think? Yeah, I would agree with that, and I think – even though they were aided a little bit by Cleveland shooting very poorly last night, it was a good example of how much better I think the defense has gotten that you could, you could play. It was such a, such a grind of a game, but that you could be in it the way they were and be able to just, I mean, it seemed like it was within two or four points of the lead or for either side, the whole game. So it was, it was definitely a good sign that, you know, if they can play defense like that, I think, you're going to start to see the the road wins start coming, which is key with the way the schedule is coming up. I feel like we talked about this uh, lineup, this new lineup that the Pelicans have showed off uh, during the homestand where AD plays at the five. Alvin Gentry does not not like to call it small ball, but Anthony Davis plays at the five. You have Cunningham at the four, Solomon Hill at the three. Uh, now we've had a pretty larger sample size of how um, the team plays with this lineup. What do you make of it so far? Is this something that we're probably going to see the rest of the year? Has it been working in your opinion? Yeah, I do think it's been working. As far as long-term, it's hard to say um, how long you'll stick with this or if this is what we're going to see the rest of the season. But I think it's 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 one of those things where um, I think they – AD was talking about this a few days ago, that um, they seem to have more advantages on both ends of the floor now, which obviously is a huge – that's exactly what you look for when you're, when you're trying to figure out what lineups you're going to go with. It seems like – they are able to space the floor. Anthony Davis has a lot more room to operate on offense. And on defense, they, it's not like they've been getting beaten up inside. We've talked about this before, that there aren't that many teams that can really take advantage of that, of, of, of a team having you know smaller defenders. Um, they have had some games, including last night, I think we got out-rebounded by double-figure margin. But that wasn't really necessarily like the, the deciding factor in the game. So I do think that it's been it's been you know almost almost nothing but positive so far with the 
with that, that lineup that they've gone to. I think another positive that we've seen in the last few weeks or so is Buddy Heald. And last night, again, 20 points, five rebounds, two assists, four of six from downtown. Jim, not only do I feel like his confidence is growing as far as his outside shot, you kind of saw a little bit last night. He's starting to become a little more aggressive when it comes to draw, uh, driving to the basket. Yeah, I thought last night was was probably the best example so far of just the way that he's processing the game and understanding it and just being able to to counter attack everything that the opposing defense is doing. Um, just in, just overall though, I, I mean, I thought that was just a, that was anyone who was skeptical about the way he started the season or disappointed, which, you know, when, when you are picked as high as he was, people expect him to immediately start, you know, playing well. But um, if you watch the game last night, it's like, man, you can see, you can see everything about this guy as far as like, I mean, I know it's only a regular season game and, you know, you're in, in January, but to go into Cleveland and have the game that he had was just, I think, a huge statement and another sign of the direction that his season is heading right now. Let's talk about this team moving forward. Um, you're starting on Friday. You started, a, uh, a, I guess, a streak of 11 straight games playing an Eastern Conference opponent. Pelicans are in for this season um, against the East. You play the Hawks on Thursday at home. Then you have a big five-game road trip coming up. Um, against the team, teams like Boston, New York, Brooklyn, Chicago, and Indiana. Um, I remember at the beginning of this homestand, we talked about how crucial this homestand was as far as the Pelicans' season. Now that there is a big five-game road trip, is this the most crucial part of the season as far as how the Pelicans respond now to playing on the road? Yeah, I think it is. Um, but I think the good thing is that as opposed to um, maybe earlier in the season when you start out 0-8 or even if you – had told me before the season that you're going to be 14 and 22 at this stage, you would probably have looked at this road trip as like make or break. And that not only do you have to um, tread water, but you also have to do really well just to be able to get back into the race. But the good thing is that the way the, the, the situation is for eighth place right now, they're, they're really realistically, I mean, I'm not talking from a player standpoint. I'm talking about from our standpoint, media standpoint, um, you, you can't look at this trip like, like oh, this is this is the season because I mean now that they're only one and a half games out of eighth place, so so realistically, it's not like you have to go undefeated on this road trip or four and one or something like that, the way that you may have predict projected based on the way the season started. So um, it's just been it, it feels like such a such a big change between now and maybe a couple of weeks ago in terms of of the hope and optimism as far as the, the chances of what they could do this year. Is it realistic to say then that maybe the goal would be to get to around 500 by the All-Star break and then you can kind of tell where this team is as far as where they are, how many games out, or if they are in the playoff race? Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I mean, part of me wants to say, you know, to be over 500, but I don't know how realistic that is. There's, I mean, there's a good amount of time between now and the All-Star break, but eight games is a lot of games to make up as far as right now that's how far they are below 500. But I would say overall, I mean, I, I was tweeting about this yesterday that it's been um, 20 years since a team in the Western Conference made the playoffs with a losing record. To me, the goal right now should be that by the end of the season that you, you're you're over 500 and you have a winning record and that streak continues. So, um, but there is, but, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself either. I mean, like I said, eight games, under is is a lot there's a lot of work to do to be able to get back up to to 500 so um 
we'll see we'll see if they can if they can make some more progress but i think they can the way that they've been playing lately and and but as far as the the road trip goes and a bunch of these games coming up i i do feel much better about the way that they've played on the road based on that they almost won it at cleveland and some of the other games that they've had lately Pelicans are just one game back, one and a half games back of the Kings, one game back of Portland and Denver, so it should be an interesting road trip. But first, got to get through Thursday's game against Atlanta, who uh, I know they remember um, the beatdown the Pelicans gave them uh, earlier this season in Atlanta. So it uh, should be an interesting uh, road trip, but it starts again Thursday against the Hawks. Pelicans are off today, um, but we'll continue, begin practice again tomorrow. That's Jim I can offer from Pelicans.com. Jim, I appreciate the time as always, my friend. No problem. Anytime. All right, well, we'll be back. I'll wrap things up. This is the Black and Blue Report. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to win the night with your bud by scoring the Guys Night Out ticket package presented by Coors Light. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four Coors Light beers, plus two collectible pint glasses, all for as low as $50. Win the night with the next Guys Night Out on Monday, January 5th against the Atlanta Hawks. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. Staying informed before and after a storm is critical. Hello, I'm Dave Mason, Entergy lineman and safety specialist. Sign up for text alerts by downloading the free Entergy app. If the power goes out, we'll keep you informed with outage maps and alerts. You can also visit EntergyStormCenter.com where you can learn how we are preparing for the storm and how you can prepare. That's EntergyStormCenter.com. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. All right, time to wrap things up here from Studio B. Big thanks to Jim Eichenhofer for Pelicans.com. And, of course, you heard from Saints head coach, Sean Payton. Tomorrow, of course, is a Wesley Wednesday. David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans will talk Pelicans, uh, preview the game against the Hawks on Thursday, and then uh, we'll kind of get you ready uh, this week. We'll wrap up with some college football talk. We'll also have some uh, Saints talk still and uh, get you ready for the NFL playoffs. Wild card weekend is uh, approaching, and we'll get you ready for those games as well Saturday and Sunday. That will do it for today's show. Hope this Tuesday finds you well, and until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.